We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And the Knicks will just dribble it out and remain undefeated here in the preseason. They'll go to 3-0 and in a game that they played erratically in the first half, but defense and Julius Randle in the second half. And the Knicks defeat the Pistons. Randle, 29 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. And what about Gibson? Terrific play by Gibson on offense. Barrett asserted himself. Burks, I mentioned, played an outstanding game, especially on the defense. All right. It's a nice way to continue the preseason, 3-0, with a very convincing win. Uh, what ended up being a convincing win over the Pistons. Um, we'll talk about the individual players in a bit. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about Julius Randle. We will... Certainly be talking about Taj Gibson. Uh, I thought Derrick Rose quietly had a very nice game too. But I want to start with um, just a couple words because it's going to be a discussion topic. I could sense it's going to be a discussion topic. The beat writers are all tweeting about it. I see Twitter's all all talking about it. Um, it's a preseason game. Game does not count. And uh, Tom Thibodeau with uh, about six minutes and change left, seven minutes, whatever it is, um, with the game, I guess somewhat in doubt, whatever it was, two-point game, four-point game, something, some low number, um, put his starters back in, put Julius Randle back in after uh, Julius had was seen, I guess, on the end of the bench getting, getting worked on or whatever it is, uh, put Derrick Rose back in. Uh, put Tyus Gibson back in, and eventually put R.J. Barrett back in. And, you know, understandably, there are some people that think that this is lunacy because, again, this game does not does not count. Um, shout out, by the way, to Harry Donut for our first Super Chat comment. Clearly our biggest signing of the offseason was Taj. We're going to talk about Taj in a bit. Um, shout out to Robert McGinley for your Super Chat comment. We appreciate it. With his offensive value at an all-time high, time to flip Taj for some. 
Someone like, say, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, you know, Dante DiVincenzo, for uh, any any casuals out there, $100 million man uh, waiting to happen, not trading Tosh for him. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, so Tibbs puts the starters back in. The Knicks predictably run away with the game and win. Here, here's what I want to say, and this is the analogy that I thought of in the last few minutes. The Knicks are like someone who is an older middle-aged man, someone maybe like me, who has been out of shape for essentially every ever since they got out of high school. And they always talked about, we're going to change, we're going to change, we're going to change. Never changed. Never got in shape. Then one day they went out and hired a personal trainer. And the personal trainer um, mandated that every Saturday and Sunday morning at 6 a.m., this middle-aged motherfucker who couldn't get his ass in gear for 20 years was going to get his ass up and was going to go jog 10 miles. And over the course of a year, that person got in shape. And they lost like 20, 30 pounds, and they're like feeling good about themselves. And then after about a year, that person calls up the personal trainer and like, hey, I feel pretty good about myself. This is what we – I'm so happy – we can stop doing the 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. runs. And the personal trainer is like, why would we stop that? Like, just because you've made progress, because the second you stop doing it, you start to slip back into old habits. And that is where we are at with Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks right now. I think there is a segment of the fan base that looks at this. It's like, okay, I get we sucked for 20 years. Um. We've made the progress. You've established the culture. We do not need to play these players these amount of minutes, regardless of what you may or may not believe about the importance of preparedness for the regular season. Sorry, Andrew. Um, and then there's the another segment of the fan base, which I fall squarely into, which is like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. And maybe it's because I'm a little older and I have vivid memories of the 20 years that preceded last season. Excuse me, the 19 years that preceded last season. And I, I look around the NBA and I see how quickly you can lose it. And it could slowly start to slip away and fade and fade and fade if you don't continue to make a point to do the things that make you whatever you are. If you just get to a point where you accept the things that you are, as opposed to putting in the work to make you what you are, that's when you start to lose it. And Tom Thibodeau doesn't work like that. If you don't want this, then stop, then, then fire the personal trainer. Um, and I just, look, I'm not saying he's right, but I am saying this is what he was brought here to do. He was brought here to come in and clean shit up. And he cleaned shit up. And this is how you clean shit up in an organization that's been a disaster for the better part of two decades. Um, you put your starters back in with six minutes left in a, in a game that means nothing. Um, because those guys will be ready to go on opening night. Um, it is what it is. Um, I appreciate it, and quite frankly, I admire him for not giving a flying fuck what anybody thinks about what he decides. Because you don't think 
Tom Thibodeau knows what everybody thinks and what everybody says about the decision to do something like this. He knows exactly what people are saying. Um, but again, this is this is how you maintain being a team that is going to be more prepared to play than pretty much any team you face on any given night. And if that's what you want out of your basketball team, you hire Tom Thibodeau. If that's not what you want out of your basketball team, you don't hire Tom Thibodeau. And that's where we're at. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, I know you want to see the kids. I know, you know, you're, you're worried. Oh, well, why can't Julius play 28 minutes instead of 34 minutes? It's, that's not how his mind works. His mind works as we're going to approach every minute as if this minute is the difference between our basketball life and our basketball death. And today, my friends, we are going to live. That's Tom. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's talk about the game. Um, so very, I wouldn't, I think Breen said it best at halftime. Wouldn't call it a sloppy first half, but it was not a crisp first half. It's kind of a little over the place, a little messy. Um, and then, uh, Julius Randle showed up in the third quarter, scored 16 points in the third quarter. Um, it's funny because he was out the last preseason game and he had a, you know, perfectly fine first preseason game. Nothing, nothing out of the blue. Um, and then third quarter, he shows up. Thank you, Hannibal Miles, by the way, for your super check uh, contribution. We appreciate it. Um, he shows up and he scores 16 points in the third quarter, and he does it just reminding you of those stretches of games he had last year where you were like, holy shit, we don't need to talk anymore about who's the first star that's going to come here because we already have a star here. And um, that's what Julius Randle reminded everybody of for those who needed reminding in the third quarter, that he is very much a star player in the NBA. And it was great to see. I mean, taking – it's funny. If you had said a year ago that we would watch Julius Randle take a step-back three-pointer in the corner and drain it like it was nothing and just expect that that was the thing that was going to happen when the ball left his left his hand, we'd be like, what, what, what are you talking about? Julius Randle can't shoot threes. He's not good at it. And now it's like we just expect those shots to go in. Um, it's amazing how far he's come as a player. And, uh, like I wrote a couple of weeks ago, I, I'm not sure if he's going to make another all NBA team. I'm not sure if he's going to get any more MVP votes, but I think he will be a better player this season than he was last season. And I think when they need him to do certain things, like they needed him to basically, you know, rescue their offense in the third quarter, um, who will be there to, to do those things. <laughs> uh, supreme comment from David Fodernick. Uh Julius had two kids this week, JC and, and uh, Jeremy Grant. Congratulations also to Julius on being a, a father, two, two-time dad now. It does not get easier, but it gets better, if I, if that makes any sense. Um, so, so great stuff from Julius Randle. Um, had to leave with Julius Randle with my head, but with my heart, of course, we can only lead with one man. And that is Taj Gibson. Uh, Taj Gibson, in my head, scored 70 points tonight. Um, maybe 80 points. Did he break? I think maybe he broke Will Chamberlain's record of 100 points in a game. That's how it felt. Um, not quite, but close. Seeing him hit that three at the end is just like chef's kiss. Um, so, yeah, Taj ended up with 21 points on 14 shots to go with nine rebounds. Um, you know, I, I feel like I talked about Taj Gibson all of last year. He he may not be able to do the things that he used to do in his youth, but he does nothing wrong. 
He literally does no wrong thing when he plays. And that is why, you know, for as much as um, we we are excited about Mitchell Robinson and like um, and what he could do and what he could be, and we're bummed that Mitch missed the end of last year in that Atlanta series, and I think it may have made a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, and I've talked up the Noel signing. Like, Taj, what more can you say about Taj? Um, he's just – he's like – there's a reason Tibbs loves him because he's a coach's dream. He does no wrong, um, and that's what you want. But he had a fantastic game tonight. His offense looks – I mean, what, again, what more can you say? He's shooting it like like butter. Uh, and I thought he was he was great at both ends of the court, even though – Man, Isaiah Stewart, that dude, oh, shit. That is not a guy you want to play more than a couple times a year because he is uh, he gets after it. Uh, Beef Stew, shout out to Beef Stew. Uh, the only other uh, player that I wanted to shout out tonight who I thought had an outstanding game, and I'm checking right now. So Derek Rose only had five assists. I, off the top of my head, could think of at least five other passes he made that were exquisite, exquisite, exquisite passes that um, – guys didn't convert and that's maybe the other theme of the night is the Knicks just couldn't finish worth a damn. Um, I thought RJ Barrett missed a lot of shots at the rim. Obi Toppin missed a lot of shots at the rim. Uh, I'm sure there were a couple other players who missed some shots at the rim that that I'm not thinking of, but I thought Derek Rose um, in Kemba Walker's absence was uh, really good on offense on defense. He obviously had some trouble containing Saban Lee and that's where, Taj, again, for as much as he, again, does nothing wrong, athletically, he's a little bit more limited at this point. So when you when you have Derrick Rose on the floor, and again, I love the chemistry that those two have on offense and on defense, quite frankly, um, against certain guards and like certain pick and roll combinations, I think it is kind of just, it's tough for them physically to keep up. And, and we saw that rear its, rear its head a couple times tonight. Um, but whatever, it's no big deal. It's fine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Other things, uh, I saw a couple people earlier um, mention Evan Fournier's uh, defense. Great block. Uh, Fournier still hasn't found his shot yet in the preseason, but I'm not worried. He'll he'll be fine. He's a good shooter. Uh, Michael Aaron, I see your comment. I hope I'm as competent at anything as 36 at 36 years old as Taj is at basketball. I'm 38 years old, and I am not as competent at anything as Taj is at uh, playing basketball. So, um, yeah, shout out to Taj again. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the less um, great stuff from tonight. Um, oh, Alec Burks. Alec Burks only uh, two of six from downtown, five eleven overall. So perfectly fine style. I thought Alec Burks played a nice game. Okay, uh, Kemba Walker took the night off um, for rest, which I thought was fine. I did not think it was a coincidence that the Knicks' offense um, sputtered a little bit in his absence. I think the fact that their offense has looked so good in the first two games. I know Kemba hasn't shot it particularly well. He didn't shoot it particularly well in the second game. He shot it well in the first game. Um, but I think just, again, as as we have all been saying for two years, what does this offense needs? It, it needs a, a point guard who could shoot, pass, and, and dribble. And they finally have one of those guys. And just the fact that they have that guy out there, not to say that Derrick Rose can't shoot. Obviously, Derrick Rose, is, is did he – he made at least another three tonight. He made two of three from three tonight. I think Derrick Rose is shooting like 70% from three in the preseason. It's insane. Um, that said, it's a little bit different than Kemba. Um, and I think the offense has a really nice verve when Walker is out there. It changes a little bit when Rose is out there. And the the more important thing is when Rose is out there, and this is starts to get into some of the, the iffier stuff from tonight, um, they don't have Rose as a backup point guard. And tonight we saw Emmanuel quickly as the backup point guard. Now, um, I will say I thought Emmanuel quickly had some nice moments. I thought he had some nice, couple nice passes. Um, I don't think he shot the ball well. Did he? He was over five. So yeah, that's that's not shooting the ball well. Um, but he's like, it's it's very clear. Should check and see how many turnovers he had. Uh, no turnovers, so that's good. Um, it's very clear he's not comfortable running the show yet in the same way that a Kemba Walker or a Derrick Rose is, and nor should he be. He's a second-year player that was kind of drafted as a, as a combo guard. Um, you know, that said, I'm still high on him as a future lead ball handler. Let me rephrase that. As a future point guard in certain lineups where he is the 
third or, or fourth offensive option. Um, as a backup point guard, he's actually being asked to do more than if he was, let's say, a starter alongside, you know, some kind of a really good wing shot creator and like a Julius Randle and like a pretty good two guard. Um, so I don't know, is that going to be his eventual future? But I'm not too worried about the fact that he had an, an iffy night at the running the backup uh, point guard position because he's Emmanuel quickly. He works hard and he'll be fine. Uh, a couple more super chat comments. Thank you guys so much for for coming and contributing and being a part of what we do. Um, Aussie Knicks fan, don't know how you kept focus after that last ties three. It was hard. Um, thoughts on the minutes Kevin Knox is currently getting. So Kevin Knox tonight played um, twelve minutes. Um, I sent out a tweet tonight. I thought it was interesting that Tibbs ran because I here's Tibbs ran quickly as the backup point guard and Knox is the backup uh, small forward with Kemba Walker out I had thought going into the preseason that that was the probably the most likely option but at the same time I thought it was possible he would just keep quickly in his role as a backup shooting guard and then put in Deuce McBride as the backup point guard on nights when either Rose or Kemba Walker were not going to play. And then it would keep the rest of the rotation in place. Obviously he didn't do that. Knox played 12 minutes. I mean, if you're asking me my honest opinion, I think this is all about building up his value. I don't think, I don't think Tibbs wants to play Kevin Knox this season. I like, I think there are some situations where a coach is like, man, I wish I could find minutes for this guy. I just, I watch Kevin Knox on defense and I, 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 I like he even had another moment tonight where he failed to get out to the corner and it was Kelly Olynyk standing right there and like, boom, wide open. I think I took a note on something else uh, that happened earlier in the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Knox didn't box out uh, Pickett. I don't even undrafted player rookie this year. Uh, something Pickett. I don't know his first name. I apologize. But like Knox just completely ignored Pickett coming in from the corner and Pickett got an offensive rebound and, and the putback. And um, like that's it's year four, dude. It's it's year four. Um, if it's not here yet, I don't know that it's going to come here. So I think, again, if you're asking me why is Kevin Knox getting these minutes, I think it's about trying to up his trade value. Got a couple of the super chats here. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, uh, What's going on, Kevin? How are you? You miss Burks in your praise. Um, I, I shouted him out half-heartedly towards the end, but you're right. I should have praised him more. I thought he had a very nice game. Obviously, he continues to hit big shots, but I think his defense is very underrated. I love Reggie, but he's better. Um, you guys will remember, towards the end of last season, I started thinking, or maybe the beginning of the offseason, I was like writing about which of the two of them I would want back in a, in a perfect world. And um, I had started out saying Reggie, and then I kind of went more over to Burks because – for the exact reason you're talking about. I thought it was more likely that Burks could give you solid defense than it was that Reggie could replicate what Burks can do on offense. And that's not to say that Reggie is, as a three-point shooter isn't great, but we know his limitations. He doesn't doesn't put the ball on the floor, whereas Burks, you're essentially getting a backup point guard um, at the wing spot. Um, look, it, I, we say it all the time on these things. You don't need to be a gifted individual defender to be a good defender in Tom Thibodeau's defense. You need to be a smart defender. You need to try hard, and you need to be able to execute in a team concept. And Burks could do all those things. He's a veteran player. He's, he's not a terrible athlete. Um, 
I think he's fine on defense. I don't think Burks is going to kill you if he's out there on. Certainly, no one's going hunting for him. Um, so yeah, good good shout out. Uh, Lunis Emirat. Happy to see Jules look like himself again, but tonight wasn't without pain. Bet New York minus nine because um, I know Tibbs is a maniac, and that McBride turnover at the last second three broke my heart. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry about that. Um, man, yeah, I wish I had something better for you other than to say uh, at least your Knicks are 3-0 in the preseason, uh, and – after tonight, uh, they're probably still going to have the second-best preseason net rating. I haven't, I haven't checked it yet. but um, Yeah. I, I wish I had some something to console you with. Another one from Kevin, Kevin Danishevsky. Agree with what you said about Tibbs with this caveat. It annoys me that Knox plays over Grimes and McBride. I get trade value, but they're better on, on D. Yeah, I don't think anyone um, – look – Deuce and Grimes are clearly here for a while. Um, this regime drafted them. I think this regime likes them. Um, but the fact that they are both going to be here for a while um, is important in that, like, they're on four-year contract. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. McBride may not be on a four-year contract. But, like, Grimes is on a four-year contract. I'm sure McBride will be here for as long as they want him here. Like, they have time to get these these guys more ingrained. Um, I think what we're realizing is that Tibbs feels pretty confident in his rotation as it stands um, in terms of, like, especially at the point guard spot. I think he feels he he's okay going with quickly as the third string point guard. And then with the wing rotation, I think he feels like if he loses someone for a period of time, um, whether it's quickly RJ Burks or Fournier, he could figure that out. Even if it does involve maybe giving Knox a few minutes, I'm not sure I could say that Quentin Grimes is better than Kevin Knox right now. I mean, he probably is. But I don't know for sure. Kevin Knox could hit a three, but then again, Grimes could probably hit a three. So I'm not sure. In any case, I think if one of those guys gets hurt, he might not necessarily move anyone up into that spot. He would just probably extend their minutes, depending on how long the absence was for. These are things to quibble about. I'm not really worried because I want to I want to see what this team looks like fully healthy, and I kind of want to assume full health for for the moment. I think the the position that you're you want the depth at is at point guard. And I think I feel pretty good about the depth of the point guard position just because of how many ball handlers they have. And if IQ is forced into significant minutes at the point guard spot, they have other guys to help him out. But that's where it could also get messy. Um okay. I want to hit on a couple of the other guys because I thought um Amir Sims had an interesting run. But first, my man, Boston Nick, how you doing? Thank you for for chiming in on the super chat. Pickett may have sealed Knox's fate. Yeah, he might have. Tibbs doing a little experimenting with Julius at the five and thrusted Amir Sims at the four. I actually thought it was the other way around. I thought, to me, when Amir Sims got drafted, I mean, Amir Sims profiled as a small ball five when he came out of Clemson. I really like Amir Sims. Um, very gritty player. I can't wait to see him at Westchester. So my guess is that Sims is going to get, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, he was undrafted, but he was on, you know, player people's like top 100 lists. Um, did everything for Clemson last year. Uh, I, I think he's going to get the other two-way spot, which the Knicks do still have open. Uh, and 
you know, it, it gives them an interesting look. He's a good, he's multi-positional to a, to a T. Um, I think it's, it's a great comment. And I, I would not be surprised if you saw Amir Sims um, maybe get some minutes here and there, spot minutes here and there with the big club over the course of the season. But like you, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him in, in Westchester. Um, I think that was a good, a good pickup for them. Um, Anthony six though, outside of maintaining health, what are your thoughts on the biggest hurdle for this team looking to either sustain last year's success or improve on it? The biggest hurdles other than health. Um, I'm just looking at a tips comment uh, from tonight's post game. We can't fool ourselves to think that we're ready. Um, I completely agree. Um, hmm. My thoughts on the biggest hurdle. I think that's a really great question. It's tough for me to answer. It's tough for me to answer this in any way that doesn't have to do with health, because I think if this team is fully healthy, I I think they're going to maintain what they did last season. And I I think they're going to improve upon it. Um, That said, this was still the 24th ranked offense in the league last year. To, to You're adding Kemba Walker. You're adding Evan Fournier. Younger guys are probably going to get better. To go from 24th and make a leap into the top 15, let alone the top 12 or top 10, without adding a, a star-level player, I think is just really, it's hard. It's really hard. And as much as I am optimistic that they could be a top 15 offense, and I think there's a slight chance that they may even get a little higher than that, um, I, I think to, to assume that they are going to make that leap, I think that's the biggest hurdle. Because at the end of the day, there are still a lot of teams in this league that have shot creators that are better than the Knicks best shot creator, which is Julius Randle. And there are a lot of teams in the NBA that whose second shot creator is a lot better than the Knicks second shot creator, who at this point, I guess I would say is Kemba Walker. Like we see the progress RJ has made and I love the project progress RJ has made manufacturing points. As we can see, he still has a little difficulty finishing. Um, you know, I, I like his intentionality behind some of these passes, even though we turned it over quite a few times tonight. RJ didn't have a great night. Um, it's one night, though, so I'm not really worried. But, like, again, who's the next? Who's the Knicks' second-best shot creator? You want to tell me it's Derrick Rose? Um, Evan, Evan Fournier has – has like, all of these guys are, like, pretty good, right? Fournier, Rose, Walker, RJ. And we're all thinking that, again, the, the, the collective is going to raise them up. And I think the reality is on some nights, just not having enough top, top, top tier guys um, can hurt you Um, because there are some nights where like your, you know, whatever your offensive game plan is like, just not going to work. Tonight was one of them. Um, Didn't have Kemba Walker, but still. So that is, uh, that is my answer. I hope that was a satisfying answer. It's the biggest thing. It's the best thing I come up with, but I really, I'm just, I'm really optimistic about this team. So that's why it's tough for me to answer. Um, Mr. Durant, Durante. Durante, Mr. Durante, uh, Mitch is the biggest hurdle. His Kesta lift left 
stat status. Um, oh, I think I, I think I got that. Um, Mitch is the biggest hurdle. I don't know that. I, I mean, I think Mitch is going to be fine. Um, I'm happy. I'm excited to see Mitch. Um, I think he's going to be really good when he plays and I hope he plays a lot. Um, I don't, I don't really know what to, what to say other than that questionable status. Oh, questionable status. I got it. Thank you, Andrew. Um, you know, it, I'm not very smart. Um, his questionable status. I'm not worried about that because I, I trust Nones Noel. I trust Taj Gibson. Um, to me, if you're talking about this team's ceiling, especially on defense, that's where Mitchell Robinson comes in. Like, if you're going to tell me that the Knicks have a top three defense again this year, I will probably tell you that Mitchell Robinson had his coming out party and, you know, was in conversation for an all defense team. Um, so I guess to, to, to a certain extent, how, how much Mitch plays and how well Mitch plays. Yeah, sure. That, that matters a lot. But again, I'm, I'm confident in Mitch. I think Mitch is going to be really good. Like I said before. Um, okay. A couple other things. We'll get out of here. Thank you, Mr. Durant. Questionable status. I am not very bright. Uh, it's been a long day as well. Um, anything else I wanted to touch on? Um, love that 48 block. That was, that was beautiful. Really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think that's really. Oh, let's talk. We could touch on Obi Toppin. Um, Obi Toppin didn't have a great game. He was three of seven, um, missed some easy ones. Uh, I, I did not love how he followed up his performance the other night. I thought, you know, again, on defense, he was fine. On offense, he's trying some stuff here and there. But I, I would have loved to see him come out and follow up the second half that he had the other night with a, with a big performance tonight. It didn't happen. It's not the end of the world. Still a second year player. And I don't know, Jericho Sims. You want me to talk about Jericho Sims? I thought he was, he was fine. I think Tibbs just probably wanted to get a look at Amir Sims. Um, don't really have much else. Um, quick case, the new slang for questionable. <laughs> I like that, Anthony. Um, okay. Um, I see a question from Rod Tucker. I'll, I'll finish on this since we're getting up to a half an hour. And uh, I'm going to go write a newsletter. Does the offense approve with Mitch, though? That's a great question, Rod Tucker. Um, I don't know the answer to that question. I think Mitch offers a verticality that obviously um, Taj doesn't, and and uh, quite frankly, Nerlens Noel doesn't either, because Nerlens Noel has some trouble catching the ball sometimes, uh, and he's not he's not the athlete that Mitch is, and and does not bring quite that same verticality on offense. Um, I'm not counting on Mitch to like what we've been talking about this. It seems like forever to like unveil his, his bag and pull out whatever three pointers or, or, you know, this, this, that, and the other thing on the short roll. I'm not counting on that for Mitch. That said, the verticality on offense is a real thing. Do I, I don't know, man. Taj is a really good offensive player. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that, but Taj is a really good offensive player. That said, yes, I think they'll, I think there'll be a better offensive team, once Mitch is in there, I do think that that really does unlock something in their offense, especially now that they have two point guards to play with Mitch. Remember, Derek Rose only played one game with Mitchell Robinson last year. Um, so giving um, Derek Rose Mitch as a lob threat, giving Emmanuel quickly with a little more experience Mitch as a lob threat. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see both of those things. 
Um, I think that's it. Thanks everybody for checking out uh, a live stream uh, after a preseason game. Uh, Tibbs takes his preseason game seriously. We take our preseason games very seriously. We got one more left to go on Friday, uh, Friday night, and then you know what time it is. Um, it's game time. Uh, oh, season opener on Wednesday. I will, of course, be here um, to recap that in full. Uh, and Andrew is reminding me to uh, remind you that uh, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, uh, shameless plug, uh, no better time to do that. Got my uh, top 75 players of all time Patreon episode dropping tomorrow, in which I go through literally my entire list of 75 plus some guys that did not make it and why they did not make it. Um, and I went into detail on my first 15. Uh, I ranked my first 15. And then I went into some more detail on the guys at the end of the list. And um, if you'd like to uh, see that list and read about that list in, in written version, you can also check out the Next Film School newsletter, which I've been doing the, the top 75 stuff there all week long. Um, I think that's it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks to everybody who contributed uh, in the chat and in the super chat. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you after the game on Friday night. Peace out.